Bhagavad Gita. Today is the 5th of October, 2022, and tonight we chanted a special chant about the points of practice for monastics. One who has put on the robe of a monastic, which is the flag of the arahants, the flag of the fully enlightened ones. And for monastics, uh, monastics, their livelihood is dependent on others. And so we practice being easy to care for, to make one's virtue complete and full in one's Dhamma practice, such that one may see the Dhamma, understand the Dhamma, and understand Kama as well. And the mind needs sufficient peace and samadhi to understand this deeply. So we chant that we must be separated from all that we love and hold dear. And when we are separated from all that we love and hold dear in truth, then how do we feel? We can also look at this body, these bodies of ours. When the body is strong and we have everything we need, one's healthy, but then the time comes when the body doesn't feel strong, then how do we feel then? So may you contemplate this, to contemplate that the body is dukkha, stress and suffering. Uh, eating is stressful, not drinking is stressful, urinating and defecating are stressful, resting is stressful, not getting enough rest is stressful, uh, sitting for too long, standing for too long, walking for too long, even lying down for too long is stressful if we don't change our posture. So we see that this body, these bodies of ours, are the birthplace of all disease and illness. But when we're strong and healthy, we can forget this. So if we have wisdom, we'll contemplate this all the time, to see the body as a heap of suffering. Or we can also say to see these five aggregates as a heap of suffering. This upadana attachment to the five aggregates is the cause for suffering and stress to arise. We can compare it to a red-hot iron ball. Wherever we touch it, it's hot. If we touch it on the top, it's hot. On the side, it's hot. On the bottom, it's hot. Every point is hot. So attachment to the five aggregates is like this. There's something that's heavy. Sometimes when we sit in meditation, we can feel that the body feels light. We feel fullness, rapture, and happiness. The mind can go to one point. We do this often to the point where we're skilled in it to give rise to wisdom, to, the, to be able to let go, to let go of clinging, give rise to wisdom. We see that the being is just a being sense objects are just sense objects. We practice to know these phenomena in time, to know them as they arise, so that we can see for ourselves that sense impressions are just sense impressions, that all the thoughts of people, all the speech of people, 
They're all sankharas, conditioned formations that arise and cease. That these things are not the true mind, these jitta sankharas, they're not the knowing element in truth. So we practice to bring the mind to peace and collectedness, which is the mind that's bright and radiant. So we see that the bright originally is pure and radiant, and the defilements, they come along afterward. So these sense impressions of taste and touch and smell and sight, bodily sensations and mind objects, we can ask, are these the defilements? They're not yet the defilements. These experiences of the six senses is just something of nature. But when we cling to them, then this is giving birth to craving and attachment, giving birth to the cause of suffering. So therefore we need to train our hearts and minds to have mindfulness. We see that these two dhammas, which are greatly beneficial, are mindfulness, recollection, and sampajanya, clear awareness. So we practice to have firm establishment of mind, to strive in our practice, to have chanda, wholesome uh, desire and intent, to have effort and virya, to have uh, application of mind, to have a focus of mind, and to have wisdom to know the truth of conditioned formations. These are the four causes for success. So we contemplate that a samana is one who sees the dangers in the cycle of birth and death. And we need this quality of peace and collectedness, of samadhi. It's a quality, and we practice to give rise to the quality that's foremost in dhamma practice, the lokutara dhamma, a dhamma that which is above the world. So we strive in this practice strive to cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, which is the path to the foremost, in order to meet with the foremost in this very life. In order to do this, we need to have effort, to have continuous effort, because in our experience, we know what a chaotic mind is like. We know what a peaceful mind is like, a mind with rapture and happiness. So we're able to compare these two states of mind. And we practice to give rise to samadhi, to give rise to wisdom. So knowing this, may you have effort, may you strive. You're in a secluded place already. And you have an affinity for restraint of body and speech. So practice to bring your mind to collectedness to contemplate, to understand the Dhamma deeply, such that one's mind may go beyond doubt. Even if one has a lot of doubts, then they can all be dispelled. And whatever method it takes to bring the mind to peace and collectedness, that is the correct method to bring the mind to samadhi. And then when we have samadhi, we see that, oh, the happiness is like this, then wisdom can increase to bring the mind to emptiness and purity, to give rise to further samadhi, which 
which brings about fullness and happiness of heart, to bring the mind to the Dhamma above the world, the Lokutra Dhamma, that which is above and beyond the world. This is something that's not too far away. It's not beyond our ability, not beyond our capacity. So may you strive in this, may you set your hearts on it, to have restraint, to speak little, sleep little, eat little, to have continuous effort. We have a very good opportunity here that we can practice all day. Even if we're doing work and cleaning various buildings, we have mindfulness with our work. This is Dhamma practice all the same, doing it at the same time. So may you all set your hearts on this practice.